welcome back to a sort of Star Wars podcast, the podcast that's sort of about Star Wars and sort of about everything else. And today we are talking, sorry, I'm chewing up a uh, throat lozenger. Uh, today we are talking about Attack of the Clones. Let's do it. Yes. This is a sort of Star Wars podcast. This is where the fun begins. I feel the force. Today, I have Molly with me. Hi, Molly. Hello. I'm so excited. Okay, so here's the stitch, right? Ooh, the stitch. What's the stitch, Ron? (laughs) (laughs) Is it stitch or sitch? Stitch. Here's the sitch. Here's the sitch. Stitch is that little blue guy. Here's the stitch. Here's the sitch. Like situation. Well, if you, what Kim Possible says is stitch. No. Yes. Really? Like call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Yeah. Kim Possible. If you, <laughs> if you want to page me, it's okay. <laughs> All right. So here's what's going on. <clears throat> in this, in this day and age, 20 years ago, this year, uh, a movie came out, a Star Wars movie came out. Uh, it was the sequel prequel known as Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And it is widely seen as um, the greatest Star Wars movie yes. ever. Of all time. Yeah. I mean, sorry. Sorry. I meant longest Star Wars movie <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, so what we have decided, this is Molly's favorite movie. Yes. Favorite Star Wars movie. Um Attack of the Clones. Top two, for and it sure. Just so, yeah. It just so happens that in twenty, uh, in 2002, it came out. So that's 20 years ago. So we're celebrating its 20th uh, anniversary this year. And what we're going to be doing is once a month or every other episode or I don't know, we're going to get together and we're going to watch exactly 11 minutes of the movie. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that 11 minutes of the movie until we get to the end. Yeah. We get to the end of the year. So... I'm so excited. We just got finished watching minutes 0 to 11. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and play through that now. Um, hopefully all our technology syncs and it all works out okay. Um, we're doing this via a Skype call. Two different computers, two different places, two different states. Same time happening. zone though. Yes. Same time zone. That at least was not an obstacle we had to overcome. <laughs> Um, Interesting so, yeah, factoid. Not, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I'm re- no, I'm ready for it. Well, I just thought about it right now, but I was 10 when this movie came out. Oh, wow. I was young. Because you're turning 30 yeah. this next week. Yeah, five days. And I'll wow. be entering my fourth decade of life. Oh, man. It just goes downhill. Oh, I'm there. so excited to be 30. I'm excited. <laughs> Bring it on. Have you... Have you watched, um, all right, I'm going to pause it here. Let me oh, know yeah. if it pauses on your end. <laughs> it did. Okay, perfect. It's working. It's working. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you watch the Bo Burnham special inside? No. Oh, do you know who Bo Burnham is? No. Like the, the stand-up comedian? I um, well, he was know. like, he became like a stand-up comedian when he was like 19. Right? Oh. And uh, he just turned 30 last year, and he came out with a um, 
a special on Netflix called Inside. And he, like, during the pandemic, he, like, recorded the whole thing, just him by himself oh. in, like, a basically a one-room house, kind of. And he, like, has songs and bits and stuff like yes. that that he does. Okay. His one song is called Turning 30. Gotcha. And it basically talks about all the things that happen once you turn 30. Gotcha. 30 is the new 60, I feel like. Um, in that, like, I don't ever remember hearing people talk about 30 when I was younger than 30. Right. It's just like when you turn 30, people are like, oh, yeah, it's downhill from there. And I'm like, that's poppycock. <laughs> um, but, yeah, now I, like, wake up with, like, a sore back. And I'm like, oh, man. The other <laughs> night I took, like, three or four different types of medication before going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and like oh my body's just decaying <laughs> um but that is true from the day you're born you start dying so true ish something to, something to think about yeah something to think about <laughs> all right so uh at one minute in we're getting the opening crawl um are you gonna read this for us molly sure would you like me to yeah, go for it. Oh, no. There is unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand solar systems have declared their intentions to leave the Republic. It was getting really small. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> this separatist movement under the leadership of the mysterious Count Dooku has made it difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights to maintain peace and order in the galaxy. Senator Amidala, the former Queen of Naboo, is returning to the Galactic Senate to vote on the critical issue of creating an army of the Republic to assist the overwhelmed Jedi. Um, so this is the first time we're hearing about Count Dooku, I believe, right? Yeah, well, that I I guess. I thought about that uh, when I read it. Like, mysterious Count Dooku. Why is he mysterious? I thought he was in the first one, but he must not have been. No. And <clears throat> because Maul was in the first one and then needed, like, a new... Oh, uh, yeah. Bad true. guy. Yeah, that's not the Emperor. A new bad guy that's not the Emperor. And so they had to bring in Count Dooku. Um, and we also, it's interesting to me how much Naboo plays in the whole thing. Because in the first one, they kind of play like Naboo is like this small planet that nobody seems to really care about. Um, but the almost the whole first movie is based on Naboo. True. And now Naboo, oh, man. Naboo has to come to this uh, Senate meeting. Um, at minute two, we get the Naboo N1 Starfighters flying in to Coruscant. Still my favorite ship. Yeah. Probably, oh, it's probably tied as my favorite ship with the U-Wing from Rogue One. Um, but, oh, I love those ships. All these ships are cool. They're so, like, shiny and new. Yeah. And Coruscant's just a cool planet overall. Yeah. I don't know how that would actually work, being that the whole planet's a city. Um, to me, it doesn't agriculturally or infrastructurally make sense to me. But True. Uh, I'm not a uh, botanist, so I don't really know. You did I mean, take Bonsai Tree Club, though, so you're pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I remember a lot from that club. Like uh, every week, the teacher wanted us to get Bonsai Trees, and we never did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I cannot believe but we it. watched some videos and read some books about bonsai trees <laughs> um so that was helpful good good <laughs> other people in high school in their clubs are like playing racquetball or uh settlers <laughs> of Catan 
and we're sitting around in some dark room watching videos <laughs> made in 1960 about bonsai trees. <laughs> like, oh my word, why did I pick this club? <laughs> I don't know why I did pick that club. I just probably because be you, Nate, but... and Brett all took it together or something. No, I was the only one I knew in that club. <laughs> that's even more funny at first it was like okay this is okay because um aaron you know aaron our (laughs) sister-in-law yes her i met her her sister was in the in the club as well courtney so like oh at least i know like one person here and then she dropped it (laughs) i just couldn't bring myself to drop it (laughs) all right so here we are on the starfighter yeah it led to uh, believe that this is amadala here Right. Obviously, I could tell by her gait that it wasn't her. I mean, obviously. Natalie Portman would never walk so abruptly. I do no, have I mean, something I'm... to say about Natalie Portman here in a second. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, we got the ships flying in. Pretty cool view, of course, on here. Yeah. Um, it's all foggy, cloudy. Now, I do find an interesting... Well, we'll get to that in a minute here. Um, an interesting note here, but... The uh, they land on this platform, and mm, I mean, not really much is happening. We got one Naboo fighter landing way away, and then like the main like queen's ship or senator's ship, I should say. Yeah. Um, They never really do they get into how the queen became the senator. Um, I don't think we really get into that in this movie, but so we get a um. A random person getting out of one of the Naboo starfighters, the yellow right. and silver ones. Totally random person. Which um, really gives R2-D2. me, um, like, really gives me a Princess Leia vibes mm, going yeah. into Jabba's castle. Right. Because you can tell it's a female by the way this person Yodo. walks. Yodo. 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 Um, and then we get uh, Captain Typho, who gets out of his... Nabu Starfighter. And what does he do immediately? Took his helmet off right away. Took his helmet right off. But this other generic person, <laughs> they don't take their helmet off, do they? No. <laughs> and oh, somehow man, she person. gets R2-D2. Right, yeah. This generic most important droid. Yeah. person gets the most famous droid in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, uh, I guess we're overcautious. There was no danger at all. And then the queen's ship explodes as the whole crew is walking off of it yes and it's a pretty it's a pretty intense explosion. explosion you gotta wonder whoever planted this bomb here did they mean for it to go off on the landing pad um it seems like in space would be a better place for it to explode uh right well you would want the people in the aircraft when it exploded right less places to go I just assumed that it got hit. Oh, I thought something was like planted in it. Because mm. I don't see anything going towards it. Yeah. But, whoa, big reveal here. Oh, man. Um, this this generic starfighter person took, her, took their helmet off and it was Senator Amidala. Amidala. And her um, pro... And what is that called? Her not... Corday. What is that called? Your understudy <laughs> what is it called um, fake um your double yeah body sure. double we'll call it a body double that's not what, what it's called is but the professional term for 
body double. Um, substitute. Found it. <laughs> substitute. <laughs> Surrogate. Oh, pinch hitter. Um. <laughs> yes, that was Senators Amidala's pinch hitter. Unfortunately, that got killed. I know. I know. There's like a word for it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what what it's called. Because she says it in like, the first one. This is so and so. My something. Oh around. right. And that's uh, what's her name? Kira Knightley. Yeah. Which I was just <clears throat> thinking just now. I wish they would have used Kira Knightley for this. Yeah. They but. couldn't fit all of her teeth on the screen, though. <laughs> <laughs> her smile was too big. <laughs> I do enjoy Kira Knightley movies, but um, yeah. Okay, I mean, so uh, here is where I think it's really revealed that Hayden Christensen is not the problem. Because Corday is like, I failed you. I'm so sorry, my lady. And she's like, no. Like, it's like <laughs> so bad. I thought that um, Corday's like acting wasn't great either. Well, no, but like Natalie Portman just does not have chemistry with anybody. She doesn't even have chemistry with her body double. <laughs> like Corday like actively like moves yeah. to die. I'm going to throw like, oh, my head no. over. <laughs> Yeah. Sudden jerk to death. I don't know. Um, but Typho's like, no time to grieve. <laughs> Move along. Move along. And then even like when she stands up, she she doesn't even like look like her whole body is so stiff yeah. while he's like talking to her. I shouldn't have come back. So <laughs> I just Which okay. So um she said I shouldn't have come back right. and um he says this vote is too important or whatever. Right. It's just interesting how much stuff do we see in Star Wars done over hologram, right? Right. Pretty important stuff. Lots of meetings, lots of one-on-ones, like a lot of stuff is done over hologram. Like you can't cast a vote via hologram. Like, Maybe not. I feel like you could. You have to be there to cast the vote. It seems interesting. Yeah. But. Anyways, she yeah. seems pretty shook up by it. I mean, it, it is. Um, I mean, somebody just tried to kill you, and right. somebody else died because of it. Right. Captain somebody Typhoid else died does, for you. Right. He does say like she did her job. That literally right. was her job. Like right. Her. Did you decoy? Read or, decoy. Yes. Yep. I like pinch hitter, but um, <laughs> did you read? Um, I was gonna say Handmaid's Tale, but that's not it. Um. The Handmaids, the book about Padman or Handmaids. Oh, handmaidens. no. You didn't read that? No. no. Me neither. All right. So then we cut scene to uh, Papa Palps. Yes. Uh, and Senator there's Palpatine. so much in this section here that is like serious foreshadowing. Mm, yes. Like, um, what? In this whole scene here or this yeah. like, one clip? This so whole... we got all kinds of people here. Yeah. Um, Yoda. What's this guy's name? Mace. Mace went to. <laughs> I was trying to think of it. Oh, Nick Fury. Yeah. Oh. We got Plo Koon. Uh, we got Keanu Mundi. You Isn't that, Plo Koon the one on the end though? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So you couldn't see my mouse. <laughs> I jumped <laughs> past Keanu Mundi. <laughs> 
It was a large <laughs> jump because I had to go the whole way above his head. <laughs> the whale head? <laughs> yes. Um, and then we got Kit Fisto in the back and Luminara and Barris Afi. Oh. Did you know that's who they are? No, I don't know who any of those people are, but I was just... <laughs> <laughs> other than Plo Koon, because he's in Rebels, but... Yes. And obviously Mason Yoda. But <laughs> <clears throat> the person in the back with the black hood, for a second, I thought you might say that that was Saj Ventress or whatever. Oh, uh, Saj Ventress. No, it's Barris Afi. Um, she's in um, Clone Wars for a bit. She turns out to uh, not be so good. Well, um, it doesn't surprise me. She doesn't look good. And I think that's Luminara in front of her. Luminara. Unduly. I just feel like yeah. if anybody dresses like that, like that, whoever that person is <laughs> that you said that turns out to be not be very good, like, isn't that like classic Sith clothing right there that she's wearing? Uh, like, she looks Yeah, I guess. Evil. Yeah, she does look kind of evil. Her and Ahsoka were like kind of together on some things. Mm. Um but yeah, she ends up being the one that like turns Ahsoka in in Clone Wars, um, like uh, accuses her of something that accuses Ahsoka of something she didn't do. Gotcha. Um, and tries to like uh, frame her. Gotcha. Um, but that doesn't happen right away. But so we're talking um, about he's like I can't hold off the vote. Right? There's a lot of people leaving to be part of the separatists. Yeah, there's right? a lot of talking. Yeah, but. Uh, Um, just let me know if you ever want me to pause it oh no you can keep going i just feel like in all this conversation knowing what we know now there's a lot of like foreshadowing yeah and i also think think it's interesting that mace refers to them as like keepers of the peace and not soldiers but it's like well you guys fight like your soldiers like well so if you go like after this is clone wars and that's where they start becoming soldiers so at this point the jedi they're totally separate from like there's no like army of the republic currently and yeah. that's what the vote is for it's like should they have an army to fight the separatists because the separatists have all the droids yeah um and and they're and basically mace is like well the jedi are like the jedi are like um i don't know what do you they're like for hire to like go and keep the peace somewhere they don't oh. i don't think they work for the government but they work with the government independent contractors yeah basically <laughs> um that's as far as i understand anyways um and uh so they're saying like we we can't fight all the droids by ourselves you know we're and we're not supposed to be fighting against people we're supposed to be diplomatic right we shouldn't even have to use the lightsabers um and uh so then you get into clone wars after this movie and then they need somebody to be in charge of the army so they just make the jedi in charge of the army which the jedi have no training for that so it seems weird i've always thought that was weird but yoda's sitting here in front of the sith lord right talking about how the dark side clouds everything (laughs) Well, I was just about to say, is that why it's like cloudy is because he's literally sitting there in the presence of the Sith. So the Sith is like clouding it. It's like, shoo, I guess. cloud, cloud, cloud. I, I mean, how powerful must Palpatine be to have five Jedi Council members in front of him? Right. Six, I think. Jedi Council members in front of him and them not be able to see that he's a bad guy. Right. I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. So the loyalists have come, right? 
Oh yeah, this is just his uh, his little guy telling him that the loyalists yeah. have come, and that's that means uh, Amidala, right? Yes, that's what he's talking about with her little so, entourage. I kind of forget. I kind of forgot that uh, Palpatine is also from Naboo, so that's yes. what his special connection with uh, Amidala is. And yes, he actually helped get Amidala into power. Right. It, is it just me or is Amidala's hair? real weird in this scene it's so fuzzy i think that every yeah. time i watch it, i'm like why is her hair so fuzzy yeah it's like and who is this other who is her like well, little helper lady i it's so funny you say that because first of all she looks like corday second <laughs> i can like hear her talking so i think she says something later like she talks to her later it's basically like her helper i guess i think um Right, but I think she is like a, a famous person now, right? Oh, I don't know. I should have had the IMDb up ready she to go. Super familiar though. Um. All right. While that loads, we'll just keep playing here. Um, this is where like a lot of the foreshadowing I feel like comes out. Like. Oh, it's so she- Rose Byrne. I don't know if you know that as Dorme. Or is her name? Dorme. Yes. Uh, yeah. She's in a lot of stuff. She's in Bridesmaids. You might know her from that. Oh. Yes. She's like the like new best friend. Maya yes. Rudolph's like new best friend. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's definitely famous. Famous now. So she's like talking about Count Dooku, right? Being behind it. So behind the is, explosion. Yeah. I tried to kill her. And... and Keanu Mooney says it couldn't have been him. He's a political right. idealist, and Mace Window is I find always it interesting wrong. That, yeah, like I normal. find it interesting that he talks about how he was once a Jedi, so it's not in his character, but it's like, well, if he's no longer a Jedi, then couldn't it be in his character? Because he's not part of it anymore, which would be why yeah. he's no longer a Jedi. <laughs> like, it was Count Dooku the only Jedi to have gone bad? Like, I feel like... That in we the know of thousands of years, or in the eight hundred years since Yoda has been a Jedi or been right. alive, that he's probably known other Jedi that have turned evil, right? right. Probably. Um, but it was a while ago. Like as of now, the like until Phantom Menace, like the Jedi didn't know that the Sith existed. The Sith, like. And the right. Jedi had this big battle way back when, and then it was just two of them at a time. Right. To keep it secret. And now they made themselves known in the last movie. Um, so it's like a new thing for these Jedi. They don't they don't know what to do with the Sith. Right. I think this is interesting how Yoda is very he seems very skeptical of mm. what Palpatine is saying. Like, why would she need protection? And then to suggest him suggesting Kenobi, knowing mm. that Anakin is with Kenobi, I find interesting. Right. Because he he's just like, it's so, he sets all of this up so perfectly for it to fall into his plan. Yeah. And, and then, Yoda doesn't see any of it. Yeah, which is so weird. Because he looks critically at it, like this scene's off. Um right. And then Palpatine. It is over. What? I was going to say, it is overkill to have Jedi yeah. just be security for a senator. Right. 
But then he says this, the thought of losing you is unbearable. And I find that interesting because he knows that that's going to be Anakin's undoing. You think so? I think you that's think what he knows. Hmm. He's plotting I, that, huh? I think that's what he is hoping for. He's trying to set them up. He's like the matchmaker. Is that what you're saying? Well, I think he knows that Anakin likes her and mm. that if he can get them to spend time together, that Anakin will do anything <laughs> to save her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Literally Palpatine anything. has to be able to have a future sense because of all that he <clears throat> set up throughout all nine movies. Right. Yeah. He obviously is able to sense the future. So then we get another scene change, right? Yes. And we got, for the first time since Phantom Menace, we got Obo-Wan Kenobi and Anakin. Yes. And Obi-Wan looks quite different. Last time we saw him, he had a short haircut with a long thingy and no beard. And now he looks like Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the picture that people put on like their mantles are on the yes. wall that like people joke about looking like jesus yes and anakin's all grown up yeah um, and he looks like obi-wan right am i like tell me if this is just me but like if they needed to remake this movie currently they could just use andrew garfield as anakin oh yeah like when i saw this i'm like wait are Hayden Christensen and Andrew Garfield related? Because for some reason, all of a sudden, I'm like, they look so similar. They do look Even very like similar. How they talk and like their mouth, how their mouth moves, looks so similar. Yeah. I watched Andrew Garfield's movie Tick Tick Boom. Did oh, you? Oh yeah, watch with that? Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Did you watch yeah. it? No. No. I it was about almost rent, made right? it to the end. It was about the guy who wrote Rent. Yeah. Jonathan Larson. Yeah. So it wasn't about Rent at all, but it was about Ugh. the guy who wrote Rent. And so maybe it was at the about... very end. I think I fell asleep oh. at the very end. I didn't see the ending. And then the next day I was telling Melody about it and I couldn't remember the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you were up too late watching a movie when you can't remember the name of it the next day. So they clearly have built a relationship and they've been through some things, saving each other, Anakin mm-hmm. saving Obi-Wan from stuff. Yeah. Do you think and, Obi-Wan uh, senses Anakin's feelings for Padme? Has yes. known them all along? I do feel like Obi-Wan is either playing dumb um, or like I don't know what his like he has to know how Anakin feels. Anakin makes it so obvious. Right. And he says how I've dreamed about Padme every day since we last met. And if he's been with Obi-Wan this whole time then Obi-Wan should know that. Right. Um, and so I feel like he might be, like if uh, they instructed him to watch Padme, that he might be like, uh, might not be a good idea with Anakin. He has some, right. he has some uh, issues clinging on to people like his right. mom, you know, his mom. He shouldn't, he should have totally forgotten her. And he didn't do that, and he's a bad Jedi, Jedi because of it. Yeah. Right. Obi-Wan like wasn't... A, I feel bad for Obi-Wan. He was put in a tough position. Horrible spot, yeah. Yeah. He shouldn't have had to train Anakin. Right. But so it should have been... Oh, 
Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, we have uh, Padme out on the balcony. Say what you want about this movie, but it's got some great balcony seats. Yes, it does. <laughs> Airbrushing on balconies, looking across <laughs> cities on balconies. They like their balconies in the Star Wars they do universe. Love balconies, yeah. Um, These buildings so here, are just so cool. Oh yeah, with the automatic closing windows over the balcony. Yeah, but the balcony stays inside. Yes. Yeah, um, which is pretty cool. Um. All right, so what do we got here? They're all catching up, meet and greet, and uh, Padme's eyes jump to the tall, Annie? Uh, leering guy in the back. Yeah, he is like very kind of like weirdly, but he's also like eighteen. Yes, uh, yeah, he'd be eighteen. So and he has a crush on like a thirty-year-old woman, so it's fair for him to be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> She's only. 24. Nah, she was 18 when she was queen, right? She became queen when she was 14. Oh. So I don't know how long she had been queen. Okay. Why? Why are you why are you laughing? No, I just I I wasn't nothing. I just was laughing oh. cuz you were just like she became queen at 14 and then there was just like a funny pause. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't know. I don't know how long she was queen, but I knew that she came, became queen at a young age. Um, I think they're only like maybe six years apart. Maybe. Okay. So not not crazy. But uh, he's this like is so a low excited blow. to see her. Yeah, Yikes. She shuts it down immediately. Did you watch the Harry Potter 20th anniversary thing? Yes. This is like... So she says, she says to Annie, Anakin, Annie, you'll always be that little boy I knew on Tatooine. And that's like the last thing he wanted to hear. Yeah. Like when Emma Watson yeah. told Rupert Grint that their kiss was the absolutely most horrifying thing she'd <laughs> ever had to do. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I guarantee you he thinks about that kiss at least once a week. <laughs> and they finally get to talk about it. He's probably thinking, man, we're going to reunite, you know, she's going to see me and all the feelings are going to come back. And she's like, remember when we had to kiss? That was horrible. I hated that so much. <laughs> I felt to bad be for fair, him. Then, he is oh, married with kids, so. Oh, is he? I okay. think he's okay. <laughs> okay. So I had no idea. I have no idea what either their situations were like that way. But yeah, I'm sure that that was, I'm sure that he was fine with that. Yeah. Um, but later on, near the end, it's him and her. Um, mm -hmm. sitting in chairs and they like yeah. start holding hands while she's like crying yeah and he starts crying and he says i love you yeah she doesn't say it back i know i thought that was so weird yeah and Be like, especially because she's normally super like affectionate to dan and rupert like yeah talks about how much she loves them and stuff as like brothers and stuff right and he like i felt like that was like a big deal for him to be like i love you like yeah, obviously says it twice. As, like a sister yeah and right. she yeah I, I don't know if she back. just like I'm couldn't like, get it out or yeah part of me is like did she say it at some point and then they like edited right, it out right right i don't right. know yeah because she said it about um malfoy i forget his name but well, that was like different too because she was like we are in love but nothing romantic has ever happened right nothing romantic that, has ever happened yeah. yeah did she say we're in love or she say she I've said she fell in love with him oh, and okay. then 
Tom Felton said similar things. Tom yeah, Felton, that was yeah. weird. They're going to get together sometime, I hope. <laughs> Is she still single? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, I don't yeah. know, like, she's such a nice girl. So it's like, did she not say it back because she was like, I don't want to, like, step on, like, your relation? Mm, I don't, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, I also felt uncomfortable. <laughs> it was kind of interesting watching it because, like, she's like, oh, I, I you know, I love tom felton and me and rupert had such a good relationship and me and dan you know we got along so well and like it shows all these clips of them like they're not just like high-fiving they're like you know arms around each other yeah. you know and i'm like was she just kind of like did all these guys think that like they had a connection with her and meanwhile she just had it was like these are my best friends you know what i mean like all these guys are like yeah we're gonna we're gonna get together in this movie i'm sure <laughs> there's no way they didn't think that i mean and they kind of addressed like all the hormones in that one movie but there's no way these three guys didn't think that about she's so cute so like of course yeah but yeah i mean that's just how guys are you know yeah like looks at him he's like oh my word she wants to date me um yeah but uh yeah i thought that was kind of funny not that she was leading the guys on but in their minds right yeah yeah right all right so here we go so they oh have man, a I just thought of something. Sorry. Go ahead. It has nothing to do with Star Wars. Oh, that's okay. This is only a sort of Star Wars podcast. True, true. Um, so we got Captain Typhoid, Typho, giving the rundown here. Typhoid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Padme wants to know who's trying to kill her, and mm-hmm. everyone's like, "No, no, no, we're just here to protect you. If like someone tries to kill you, we'll stop it. But we're <laughs> not gonna like take their masks off or anything." <laughs> We're not going to, like, attempt to figure out who it is so we can preemptively stop it. No. Right. Yeah. No, we're not going to do that. But then uh, Anakin, you know, he's a leader. So he steps in. He's like, we will find out. I promise you. Do you view Anakin as a leader? I think he views himself as a leader. Okay. I was like, because I do not. But that's okay. No, no, no. No, no, no. I think he's just like, I'm going to take charge. I'm going to show her, you know, how grown I am. Yeah, I'm a man theme through the whole movie you know look at how look at how much i've grown i can look at you very seductively later (laughs) (laughs) don't look at me like that why not (laughs) because it makes me feel weird um all right so then we have this really awkward like conversation where like anakin is being chastised by obi-wan yeah and obi-wan's trying to like move past it Right. But Anakin is like, uh, why? <laughs> like It really he's... reminds me of, I mean, again, he's 18. Obi-Wan is probably like, what, 35-ish? Yeah, I don't know. But don't know. it reminds me of like a father and a son, you know, like, I want to go to my friend's house. No, you can't go to your friend's house. Why? You know, in front of other people. That's right. like what this conversation reminds me of. Like how many times... Has mo- have mom and I had a conversation like this in public, or do you know what I mean? Right, that's what exactly. the whole conversation reminds me of. Um, how old was Obi Wan in each of the Star Wars movies? Um, Phantom Menace takes he was twenty five in Phantom Menace, so oh. yeah, thirty five. Look at that. Um, yeah, good job, Molly. You know it. Thank you. <laughs> He did not look 25 in the first movie. He still has his Padawan tail yeah. in the first one. But Anakin is also really good. So I bet like 
moving up is not based on age, based on skill. And Anakin is very skilled, so he probably got there yes. faster. Um, something else that I just thought about with Star Wars, we're getting a little off topic with this, but um, he was born in 57 BBY. Uh, that's how like everything in Star Wars is recorded, time-wise. Before and Baby BB- Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. Before the Battle of Yavin. That's oh. a BBY. <laughs> okay which is at the end of a new hope that's the battle right. of yavin um but that didn't happen until the battle of yavin so what did they use as time markers before that like if you're looking at episode two how old would obi-wan say he, like obi-wan what year were you born what would he say isn't that weird to think about he can't yeah, say I mean, 57 bby because right. there's no why to be <laughs> well i guess that's like how we date things now you know like so-and-so lived from this time bc to this time bc and it's like how did they right. know they were in bc yeah they didn't no they just didn't care about age back they then. were just no they were like obi-wan's just like i have lived for 35 moons <laughs> <laughs> months isn't that months isn't there a new moon every month <laughs> oh, yeah well i don't know maybe in star wars the moon only comes out once a year <laughs> 35 standard life cycles there you go there you go um so, so Anakin, Anakin questions, like, why would we yeah. be here if and not he, to find out? I think out. it's a valid question. It just is. Just not to bring up in front of other people trying to, like, undermine your authority here. But it's also a very teenage boy thing to do. Very much. Yeah. Just let me. Yeah. I want to find the killer. <laughs> just let me do it. <laughs> I um, don't like that he keeps calling him young one. I think that's yeah. very patronizing. Yes, I do feel like he probably has to overdo that with Anakin. Probably. So that Anakin remembers that Obi-Wan isn't his brother. You right. Know, it's his mentor. It's his, um, what do you ever call it? Master. Jedi master, yeah. Yeah. I think um, Padme handles this in a very political way. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, maybe just because you're here that killer would be like yeah it was me it was me <laughs> <laughs> and so she's gonna retire it's broad daylight and she's gonna go to sleep yeah do you remember when everybody thought that jar jar was gonna be the sith Ugh, yes those, those were good days. times yeah i think there's those still people who think that it's the yellow eyes that's what it is yeah he would and be then a good here sith. anakin like really opens up to jar jar which makes me wonder did they even have a relationship in the first movie but i guess they did barely yeah I it's just it like it's really him, deep like, yeah information Jar Jar, don't put Jar your Jar. hand in between those eggs <laughs> or it'll go numb for hours yes yeah so he does i think he's just looking for someone to listen to him because obi-wan yep. has heard it so many times he doesn't want to hear it again true um, but Obi-Wan overheard, hears the whole conversation anyways. Um, and he's like, he's right. She was happy to see us. Yes. See how he says that? Us. Yes. I also, like this reminds can... me of like, at least he heard the conversation. Because so many times in like TV shows, mm-hmm. they like take like three steps away from the couch and have a conversation. It's like the people right. behind them can't hear it. It's like, right. that's not true. At least Obi-Wan yeah. heard it. Now, this is interesting with uh ahmed best playing jar jar binks he wore the jar jar binks head on top of his own head 
when they were filming and then they just okay. cgi the whole thing afterwards or motion capture whatever they do um i don't know if yours just paused exactly where mine is but you can see obi-wan is looking higher than jar jar binks's head oh yeah and i noticed that in the first one and in this one a lot of times people are looking over jar jar's head mm. um because ahmed best is pretty tall already and then he wears the hat the head on top of his head and so it was uh yeah i'm surprised they didn't adjust that to work better but or like yeah put on the fake head like where his eyes would be right right like but, target spots or something yeah i never noticed that though that's interesting i noticed it especially when they first meet jar jar it's qui-gon and obi-wan in the uh, in the forest there and they keep looking over his head so this is so pretty this- uh yeah fortuitous seeing as um the Boba Show is just coming out. Yes, true. And we, and we get the first first time we've seen uh, anyone in this armor mm-hmm. since um, Boba Fett was thrown into the like in the if we were watching this when it came out, it would have been the first time we've seen this armor since right. Boba Fett fell into the um, pit. Right. Whatever that thing's called. And Boba Fett never talks in the original three. Well, he's got like four lines of dialogue. Okay. He's like, I need him alive. He's no good to me dead. Oh, uh, right. I I don't know what else, but we got someone that looks like Boba Fett talking to someone named Zam. And he's telling her to be more subtle. He gives her a container of something. Says they're very poisonous. And she says, I tried, but I didn't kill her. So then we know this is the person who tried to kill Queen Amidala, or Senator Amidala. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're back up in the suite. And, Are we? Uh, I think so. I don't That's think... where they were having their meeting earlier. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I feel like we passed 11 minutes. No, not, not yet. Oh. 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 We are at 11 minutes now. Oh, so we're back up in the suite. We're back up in the suite. And Obi-Wan has taken off his cloak. Oh, yeah. He's, He's ready for action. He's making at home. Yeah. <laughs> Were they just going to sleep on the couch here? Like, what's the plan? Or they just stay up all night? I guess they, they're Jedi. They don't sleep. I do like uh, Anakin's outfit. Yes. Um, with the leather straps rather than, like, the yes. cloth. That it's is one cloth. thing that these prequels i love is i don't really know about the original so much but i just felt like in the prequels they spent a lot of time being very intentional about wardrobe and just from the start like everybody obviously knows what's going to happen with anakin and so just like the darker clothing and the more like leathery i don't know rough clothing of like what he's going Mm -hmm. to become so. Yeah. Well, and like a little it. bit of that in the original trilogy as well, because Luke goes from like white in the very first one when he's on Tatooine, right? And then he, and then by Return of the Jedi, he's wearing all black, right? When he like takes down Vader, um, and then he's like, oh well, I'm that's not, I'm not Vader. I don't have to be Vader, you know. I don't have to kill someone just to kill someone, right? Um. But then we see him in The Mandalorian and he's still wearing his black getup. So he just stuck right. with that. Works yeah. for him. It does work for him. I agree. People were, people were upset in the sequel trilogy 
because Ray went from white in the first movie to the mm-hmm. brown in the second movie, then back to white in the third movie. And it was like, oh, she should have been wearing black because Luke goes white, brown, black, and you know. But then people, those are the same people who are like, well, Force Awakens was just an absolute duplication of A New Hope, and the, yeah. the Star Wars is horrible. And actually, yeah. I think Ray starts out. Sorry, this might be wrong. She's wearing the white, and then the second one, she's wearing that gray color, dark gray and brown accents. And then I was thinking she starts the third one with a darker color, like the gray maybe. And then when she decides what side she's going to be on she goes back to her full white outfit and i thought that that was cool because i felt like it was her making the active decision that she is going to be on the light side Mm. even though she stems from people on the dark side like she was actively choosing who she was going to become i think she wears the same thing the whole time okay sorry no, that's um, fine. But I just remember thinking that that it was interesting. She was wearing something darker. Maybe it was just me thinking from the second yeah. to the third one. Yeah, that could be. Because but in the second I one, there was it, some confusion. Um, but in the third one is when she fires Force Lightning, and she's really confused. But yeah, yeah, she's definitely wearing white because the second, I mean, the third movie all happens in like sixteen hours or something. Like at the beginning, they find out. Um, that uh, he's raising this army or whatever and in 16 hours they're going to destroy the planets or whatever I don't know oh. but, so the third one happens pretty quick but anyway so that's True. not about Attack of the Clones at all no it's not but we got 10 to minute 11 and that's uh, where we're stopping for now but not really oh, I love uh, this movie so much so good it's uh the dialogue hasn't been horrible so far. George Lucas is always known to be a not a great dialogist. I think it was Harrison Ford who said, you can write this, but you can't say it. He has an expletive in there somewhere. But um, he told George Lucas, like, you can write this stuff, but you can't say it. <laughs> um, which I thought was funny. Harrison Ford thing to say. Um, but... The scene with them on the couch, like him and uh, Obi-Wan arguing, um, you get a little bit of like the like uh, cringy part of it, but it's not till later. I think that I really like, it really affects me, <laughs> but. But I think it's a, also a different cringy, like the cringy on the couch is like, I think it's meant to be uncomfortable. Like yes, yeah, you're meant you're to right. feel like this is not a conversation <laughs> they should be having, having right now. Right. Whereas later it's more cringy because Natalie Portman doesn't have chemistry with anybody. Yes. I will um, never say anything bad about Hayden Christensen. I love him. <laughs> but yeah, there are definitely scenes in this movie that I'm looking forward to. So yes, I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, that's where we're going to stop. So uh, Molly, anything else to add? No. Cool, cool, cool. Then uh, we'll see you next time for our minutes. T- 12 to 20 oh man it's gonna get hard 12 to 20 <laughs> our next 11 minutes 23 <laughs> yes okay and before we go shout out to our patrons we got ali aaron tim mcpeachy tyler spicy jay casey john melissa dan valerie and josh i just made that I, up just now believe it or not i like the song it was good 
<laughs> but uh, thanks, Molly, for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And remember, be safe. Be courteous. Bye. Bye. See you later, alligator.